Hello everyone and welcome to Thrive Podcast. I'm your host Hannah Edwards. Now I'm just your average health and fitness enthusiast with a passion to learn as much as I can about the mind and body and hopefully educate some of you guys listening too. In this podcast we'll bring you episodes with many inspirational guests. We'll give you an insight into the lives of these influencers, their struggles, their successes and how they got to where they are today. With the help of my guests we will give you insights into subjects such as mental health, fitness, personal development, mindset and so much more. So let's find out how you can thrive in your life too. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 7 of the Thrive Podcast. This week I'm joined by fitness influencer Phil Fleming. On this episode we'll be discussing how she personally manages balancing a hectic uni life with her passion for health and fitness as well as her journey from recovery from mental health issues such as anorexia, as well as being sucked into the world of competing. Finally, we also get into a bit about her personal training styles and how she built the physique she has today. Without further ado, let's begin. Hey Phil, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, Now I've said a bit of an introduction about you, but can you tell everyone listening a bit about you and how you got into fitness and health? Okay, I'm Philippa. Um, I'm a uni student and a PT. And yeah, I got into fitness because I was really skinny, basically, <laughs> built myself up, which is why I started sort of going to the gym. I wouldn't really say that I knew what I was doing at the time. In fact, I really didn't know what I was doing at the time. <laughs> like, I think most of us are like that. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, but I didn't think that I'd sort of love it as much as I did. It was just, you know, one of those things. But then, you know, you know what it's like, I'm sure, when you start lifting, yeah. you really quit and take it further than intended anyway so that's how I sort of got to where I am now with it yeah so you're at university what do you study yeah I I study sport and exercise science at Loughborough I'm in my second year now so one more after this and then out into big wide world yeah (laughs) so I know you got into fitness how did you start getting into fitness like did you come I know you competed did you compete straight away or what made you want to kind of compete you know, when you're a beginner and you really just have no idea what you're doing, that's basically what I did. I was lifting, um, I would say I've only been lifting properly the last year and a half, maybe two years properly. Yeah. Before that, I was one of those going to the gym, still really, I was still really skinny at the time, so I didn't really... Um, so yeah, I decided, I just set my heart on doing this this competition which well definitely was not the best idea at the time I was nowhere near in enough shape for it but that was (laughs) that was where my head was that's what I was going to do so I did it but you know I don't regret that you know it's one of those experiences that I you know I can't I can't get anywhere else so I know that I want to compete again at some point so I'm kind of glad that I have had that experience and I know you kind of expect and then this time when you go in you'll know that you're ready for it and you'll you'll do exactly exactly and I know what to expect on the day because it is quite a daunting thing to Mm. do that anyway at the time I just had I had no idea what I was doing did you have a coach no you didn't you just did it all yourself yeah basically basically just had no idea what I was doing just stepped on stage I really didn't I didn't care like what I looked like. I, don't, that's, that's I wanted to have that experience. 
yeah I guess so I had very limited knowledge about what I was doing what I was putting myself in for what I should be looking like yeah prep nothing no idea just did it anyway but what did um, your family think what did your parents think and your friends um my friends really supported me with it at the time because well they were great my mum my mum tried to support me she did my dad pretended it never happened um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I don't know I did have support around me but I don't think any of us because I am from quite a small place like nothing I don't know anyone from around here I didn't know anyone from around here that did that yeah. so I don't, we, none of us really knew what we were doing we just yeah. saw them for it and there it was <laughs> but yeah I've learned I've learned a hell of a lot from doing yeah it. I think you do learn a lot from that and so getting to such a low body fat did you kind of struggle after competing with putting the weight back on did you did you struggle mentally to to put that weight on and look at yourself in the mirror and see that different physique did you struggle yeah well mentally I probably wasn't in a great position before that I was like I said I started really skinny so I was really skinny when I competed and I stayed really skinny after I'd competed just yeah. I still wasn't I still wasn't mentally in the place right. I should have been in exactly so so yeah I just I just stayed the way I was it wasn't like a rebound thing but I was still living in a very restricted way that I shouldn't have been in anyway but you know like I said I started probably lifting properly about two years ago and I think that's really the time when I figured out <laughs> what I was supposed to be doing with yeah with you know balancing my life and eating properly because I hadn't I hadn't been up until then even mm -hmm. through competing and after competing so what did it what how did your mindset change to because I know you probably wanted when you after you competed you didn't want your body to change you wanted to be that kind of that lean and all year round but you kind of knew that wasn't healthy mentally um yeah. how did you kind of what flip the switch to make you to make you think right I need to actually look good I need to be healthy and to get everything back to normal like, yeah I think honestly it's a very progressive thing when you're in that mindset where you are really lean I don't think you see it yourself no um so it's really the little things the little tiny little things that really would seem irrelevant to other people that you do and you build up mm. like I've, I remember very clearly one thing going for a coffee and a cake with my friend and I hadn't had cake in like probably like four years or something yeah. ridiculous like that and that was a big thing for me doing oh, yeah. so I think it's just those progressive little steps and then you realise, I think, once you do those small things and you realise nothing changes and yeah, nothing exactly. comes up and you're like, why was I stressing in the first place? And then you kind of, oh, after a while, you can think, you realise that you can do these things without nothing, anything changing to your physique. Exactly. exactly. I think a big thing for me as well was going to uni and sort of wanting to be, so, you know, wanting to be social with my friends, wanting to go out and do things I'm doing, go for yeah, dinner, yeah. not panicking over it, which I would have done at mm -hmm. that time. So... Yeah, I think it was more that and sort of almost not being forced in situations you don't want to be in, but yeah. just being encouraged to do those things and then just building it up until it basically just, you are back to how you should be with it. It doesn't freak you out. You go for dinner, you enjoy yourself mm. and nothing changes. Like you said, nothing changes. Mm. You just figure so, out what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So um, when you were competing, you probably had a very strict diet. I don't know if you calculated macros or you just followed a meal plan, but yeah. how do you... How do you eat now? Do you eat more intuitively or do you, do you track like through MyFitnessPal or anything like that? I still track using MyFitnessPal, but not to the gram. Like I have, a, I have a rough idea of what I'm aiming for in a day. 
And I mainly do that at the moment because I am trying to put size on and I have to eat a lot to put yeah. size on. And if I went with what I, you know, when I was hungry, when I was, you know, feeling like I wanted to eat, I honestly don't think I'd eat enough at all. Yeah. Especially at uni when I'm doing a lot of walking around, training. Mm. I just honestly don't think I would consume enough calories that I, I need to build size, which is why I use it as a more of a general guide than literally yeah. Yeah. And then you still you have you still balance it with eating unhealthy and eating healthy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. If I want to go out for dinner with my friends, I'll just like not use my fitness bar mm-hmm. that day. I'll just yeah. eat how I normally would and go for dinner and then that's that. But yeah. that should be. So how do you balance kind of your bodybuilding lifestyle and uni? Like do you go out to drink all the time or are you very strict kind of like a routine? Like you wake up, you go to the gym, you go to uni, you come home, do your work, or do you kind of balance it out with do do you do go out, do you do drink and stuff like that? I've never ever been a big drinker. I really just it's not my scene, it never has been. Um so that's not really a problem. I'm the sort of person who would much rather just go chill at a mate's house or we'll go out for a drink at, you know, at the pub. But yeah not really that's not really my thing I'd rather go for dinner or go and do something ridiculous go like ice skating or go to or just I'd rather do that um so yeah balancing it with it with uni I I either train in the morning or sort of lunchtime fit my work around it and then see my mates in the evening that's what I try to do at the moment not so easy during exams it's more just work gym work sleep (laughs) but yeah I just find that training like helps with my uni work it sort of helps me concentrate it helps me focus if I don't train I just feel a bit you know you know just feel a bit groggy you want to sort of move you want to do something Mm -hmm. it sort of refocuses me yeah I guess also because you're studying you're at you're studying sports science at Loughborough I guess the people that you hang around with are all interested and into fitness so they're probably kind of all around interested in the same things as you and probably don't go out to drink as much as you say that you would see the normal uni student going out every weekend and getting hammered. So I guess that's probably makes it easier for you as well. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. A lot of my friends are like that. I have nothing against people that want to go out and drink. It's just really not my thing. So I don't enjoy it. So I don't really yeah. do it. That's, that's how it works for me. <laughs> so what are your best tips with kind of staying healthy at uni? Cause I know like what people at uni, they don't have much, obviously that much money. Um, how do you kind of, you budget yourself and stuff like that to with food and and yeah I say try and buy things in bulk when you can obviously that's really difficult to do if you are in a uni house and you have like a small fridge and a small freezer and not a lot of space where you can put stuff but try and do that I think budget for the things that are most important to you to have in your diet and then sort of fit other things around it but I definitely say meal prep is the way to go because uni can get really busy and you cannot have time to be sorting out your meals. So if you've got stuff in the freezer, it's just so much easier. If you can go home and go, like, I've made that already. So I just have that. Um, I definitely find that that helps. Also, when it comes to lectures, eating in lectures is a very difficult one because you don't want something that, like, stinks. And the person next to you is like, oh. Yeah, I've definitely been known to see that. I've had I've been in lectures where someone's had like a tuna salad or something or eggs and you're just like, oh really? Like why? <laughs> so I think the key is to find like lecture snacks that aren't really gonna irritate people around you. Yeah. Um Do you so, have a go to? Um 
I usually have a protein bar in my bag. I know that's not necessarily the most ideal food to eat, but in a lecture, you know, that really helps. Mm. Um, yeah, just anything, anything you can. It's never, I don't think it's ever ideal in a lecture, in a lecture situation. <laughs> just don't be that person with the tuna salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no. So do you find that, especially with um, kind of um, exams and stuff like that, did it get you very stressed? Do you find that going to the gym helps that or just, how do you deal with your stress from exams and unis and all that yeah. work? I definitely feel like when it gets close to exams, it is really, really stressful. So I prioritise putting my training like in the middle of the day. Mm. So that if I can have a morning of doing work and then train and then do more work, it's like that break up in the day, which is really nice. And you don't feel guilty being there if you've done work already. But I definitely think try to keep your workouts a little bit more intense, not rest quite so much so you can be in and out. I definitely think that that helps so you're not spending <laughs> I would happily spend my whole day in the gym <laughs> so yeah making them a bit quicker definitely yeah. helps okay what are your plans for kind of after uni do you know what you want to do do you know what you want where you want to go and stuff like that or are you just going to kind of wing it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100% sure at the moment I would really like to build up my social media and see you know see where that can take me I'd like to go into online coaching and I'd really just like to create businesses I don't really want to be working for other people I don't know I I'm not sure where I'm at in all honesty but I just I want to be creative I want to create something that's mine I know that much and you're young you've got your time you've got time to figure out what you want to do so yeah yeah I hope so <laughs> so I want to talk a bit into training did you have any like major setbacks um, in, in your training career or like mentally or anything like that that caused you to have a step back? Um, in yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. I, I injured my back um, a year and a half ago. I compressed two discs in my lower back, which led to like horrendous sciatica. I couldn't really walk properly for about a month. And even now it's still a little bit temperamental in terms of walking and just getting sciatica down my left leg. Mm. Um, I saw a lot of different professionals at the time. Mm. Um, I think one of them in particular, not naming any names, but mm. I think he made it worse. Oh, so God. it's been a bit of a, um, it's been a very up and down to say the least. Um, so basically that meant that I couldn't train legs or press anything overhead at all for like a year. Um, so it's about November last year that I was able to add those things back in very, very slowly. I'm still can't squat or deadlift or anything yeah. like that and take it day by day. But yeah. it's, you know, it's one of those things that you have ups and downs and it. it hopefully will get better at some point. Yeah. How did that happen? What did you do? Was it uh, in the gym that you caused it? Um, it wasn't one. It wasn't one thing. I honestly think it was squatting too low, too heavy, too often. Um, I think I don't know. If you know what I mean? If I say butt wink, when you yeah, squat, yeah. just that tiny little bit too low, and your pelvis sort of tucks under a little bit at the bottom. I didn't have it that badly, and a lot of people will get away with that their whole lives, and it won't be a problem. But for me, that was a problem. <laughs> and, and you're so tall as well. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not a natural built squatter. I'm more like a giraffe. So, <laughs> yeah. So honestly, I think that's probably what it was because yeah. the, the compression was at the front of the disc. So as you can imagine, when you tuck under, mm. it's sort of compressing it that way. So that's what sort of 
causes the problem for me if I have any kind of spinal flexion I can't bend over I just have to keep like a neutral spine at all times otherwise it just flares up yeah so do you, does that make you did that cause very like a lot of insecurities in, in yourself and how you felt about your body because you obviously couldn't train how you wanted to did that did you suffer mentally from that I really did I really did um especially with my legs I've never been com confident about my legs I've always thought they were skinny and not being able to train them at all was incredibly frustrating and it's tempting obviously to try and do things like try and train them but it just makes it worse it just makes it, makes it worse awful, doesn't it? it's like what's the point exactly I did I did contemplate there are so many days where I was in the gym where I was just like why am I here like all I'm doing is benching yeah like, that's basically I did I benched four times a week for <laughs> a very long time that's why you've got such a good upper body <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but there were so many times I was there and I was in pain obviously because my back and the sciatica I was just like what am I doing yeah <laughs> doing making it worse yeah I you know I don't think I made it worse but it, it you know it is an incredibly frustrating thing to do but I'm, I'm one of those people I just won't I won't give up if yeah. I want to do something I'm doing it so <laughs> so that's I think that's the mindset to have is not obviously do it anyway, but I think you need to you need to be able to realise that I'm going to get better. It's just going to take time, and I will get back to where I need to be. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think it was incredibly frustrating at the time because I'd seen so many different professionals who yeah. couldn't work out what it was, and I had so many people saying, "Oh, you know, another two weeks, another three weeks," and and it was just getting that time frame was just building up and building up, and it was a year and a half until <laughs> anyone figured out what happened. Yeah. So I think that was that was more frustrating because I just felt like I, it was never going to get better. Like I just yeah. didn't see an end to it, which mm. was just pretty horrible, really. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So when seeing like having that injury and seeing obviously you see other people in the gym, what do you think is the biggest mistake, especially girls make the beginning at the start of their kind of fitness journey? What is the biggest mistake you think they make in training and nutrition and stuff like that? Girls specifically. Yeah, I think mainly girls. I think too much cardio not enough lifting I know it's it's said again and again and again lifting won't turn you into a man but it's true like girls do not have the same amount of testosterone as a guy they're not gonna get hench overnight like I wish I could <laughs> yeah I wish I could <laughs> um so it's just physically not gonna happen and I see it the other way around as well I think too many guys guys should live like girls girls should like train like guys it just should yeah. be there should be more of a combined approach to it I honestly don't think it should be any different mm. I think I know that when I started training I was doing way too much cardio which is the reason why I stayed really skinny and didn't get the physique that I wanted to get because I was thinking I was just gonna get hench like very quickly <laughs> happen funnily enough no yeah so did you, how did you when did you actually start seeing results in your training what what sort of training like style did you focus on to actually see results in your body and, and stuff like that yeah I mean I've tried all sorts of different things I really really enjoyed doing the 531 program before I hurt myself yeah <laughs> which was what bench and deadlift yeah. um I don't think that's not saying that that program is gonna hurt you by the way just <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I mean so yeah. so hardcore maybe <laughs> But yeah, no, I really enjoyed doing that because it was something to focus on every week. You'd go in and you'd be so focused on trying to hit your numbers that yeah. you don't really focus on like what what you look like. And I do think that that is 
a really key element to a program like that progressive overload so whenever you're going into the gym you know what you're aiming for exactly yeah. and rather than going in and going like oh how do my shoulders look today or whatever you're not you're going in and you're like I need to get this number that's mm-hmm. what I'm focused on mm-hmm. I really do think that that's key and that progressive overload will get you the physique that you want to get as well yeah and combined with eating enough and sometimes I find if I if I just wear a jumper or I wear baggy clothes in the gym and I just focus on my session and beating my numbers then I don't care what I look like I'm in there to beat my numbers like work hard and I think that's what a lot of girls struggle with they they're going in the gym and they're like looking in the mirror to make sure they're looking they they look like they've got a pump or something like that just go in train hard push yourself like push yourself beyond the thick like beyond as many reps you think you can go and you will progress exactly exactly i completely agree with that actually it's only recently i've started tra- training in a hoodie yeah hat on just you're in your own little world really yeah. i do think that 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 is really key because you yeah. just you don't think about anything else like you said you're just training for you yeah i think yeah that's that's what i enjoy i put my headphones on and i literally just go in there like, i don't like i have like this evil look when i'm training i don't think people any people like really want to talk to me i like, i have to say <laughs> and I just think people kind of it's quite intimidating I probably look quite intimidating but I think I always train by myself I don't really train with people so yeah likewise how I get into it's how I get into the session to finish it especially with legs like I just literally (laughs) I don't want to train them (laughs) you have to be you have to be in your own zone that's just how it works yeah Yeah. I do think that that's key I really do find it helps putting a hat on I know that sounds really weird (laughs) but you literally just it, it just focuses you it really focuses you I like that a lot so what do you think the importance of like having a coach or having a program or setting making yourself a program of going into the gym and having something to do and knowing what you need to achieve is yeah I mean like I said that is for me that's key going into the gym knowing what I'm doing knowing the numbers that I want to get that day I don't think you necessarily need to get a coach Mm. I think you can learn an awful lot by doing it yourself and I did for many many years and I do think that 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 really helped rather than someone telling you what to do and you don't always ask why you're doing it mm. but equally it is really good to get a program from someone someone else because they give you ideas that you don't have yourself mm. if you're perfectly capable of writing yourself a program it's quite good to get someone else to just give you one because it gives yeah. you a fresh a fresh idea yeah yeah, yeah. so um to talk about social media what do you everybody i see a lot about social media at the moment people preach as balance and motivation and half the time i don't think that they're actually following their own advice do you think do you see this what that that hashtag balance mm. balance what is balance <laughs> you're a bodybuilder you don't have balance <laughs> you like go to the gym you don't have balance exactly i think oh i don't know it just every time i see this hashtag balance it just gets under my skin because i feel like if you're hashtagging balance on everything, you don't have balance because you're thinking about the fact that you have to hashtag balance. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I know it does. It's just <laughs> and I do think there are times if you are in the fitness industry where you don't have balance and that's also okay. That's like, if you're competing, you are not going You are to- the opposite of balance, yeah. Yeah, you are the opposite of balance. And so long as that's for like a short time frame that's fine there's nothing wrong with not having balance for a while so long as you're not hurting anyone around you or whatever Mm. that's also okay yeah you find it frustrating that you have to have you this is something 
on social media that you absolutely have to have all the time and in order to be successful you need this balance but then half the time if you've got a job and you need to work hard you, you need you kind of need to come out of that balance because you need to if you want to be successful at something you kind of you don't have balance you have to put your all into that certain thing okay. and you're gonna yeah I completely agree and that's not me saying by any means that you have to go 100% all in there's yeah. no excuses that's not what I'm trying to say it's just there's not always balance that's just how it is in your life and I don't think hashtagging balance on everything on social media is helping any any, any of that at all really no, no. well do you, do you find it you ever find it hard to um, comparing yourself to others on social media have you ever had that and suffered with that Definitely, definitely. I think when I started my Instagram, I was following a lot of bikini competitors who were really shredded and I didn't really understand that then they're, they're not like that all year. Well, they're not even like that like that time. They're just tensing so hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> tensing, fake tan, lighting, everything. And obviously they're posting on social media where they look their best. Of course they are because everyone does that. Let's face it. Everybody does that. They're going to take a load of pictures they're going to pick the one that they look best in and post it and I do think that that just gives you a really unrealistic perception of what fitness actually is what fitness actually is it's not you're not even that fit if you're a physique competitor you you're gonna have you know you're not going to be the best at everything are you if you're a physique yeah. competitor yes you're going to look amazing but you don't have that fitness overall like no. I do I did find that when I was following these I'd be like oh you know I really want to look like that I want to be shredded I'd show that to a guy who was like helping me in the gym I'd show him a picture like that and be yeah. like oh look like this and then he'd be trying to explain to me like you know you can't look like that and I wouldn't understand why and then yeah. the whole thing was you know catch 22 but mm. I do find that social media is a bit like that sometimes and I personally have unfollowed a lot of pages that yeah. do just post things like that because it's just quite negative even if you're not consciously thinking about it you'll be scrolling through thinking oh she looks amazing well he looks amazing yeah. you know? and it just sort of gets to you after a while and i think even if these people they're posting a positive like caption it's still gonna be caused like you might see it as a positive way for the first five seconds and then after that you're gonna be like oh no yeah i look like that i think that, yeah it's just just don't yeah. those sorts of things and i don't know why they post that i think it's i don't know if it's for attention or something like that or for followers maybe i don't know yeah. but the people that are actually seeing and liking those posts are just people that are i guess ghost followers and just liking everything exactly i don't think there's anything wrong with posting yeah. you know, posting a picture where you look good so long as mm. your whole page isn't like that all the time like yeah. and you are you know a bit funny in your captions and you're sort of not taking life so seriously yeah i think a lot of people do that and i don't you know there's no point in doing that just mm. have a bit of fun yeah <laughs> And I know that you um, suffered with an eating disorder before that like you got into main into yeah. and stuff like that. Do you still struggle mentally now or have you 100% recovered, do you think? I think? I think I'm in a pretty good place now, to be honest. This last year or so has really put me in good stead. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I said, I think uni really influenced that. I think so long as you just keep pushing yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, you just get to what's normal and honestly i don't think i would have a problem with anything now which is a really nice thing to be able to say yeah obviously everyone's guilty of like judging themselves i suppose yeah. but i mean anyone who lifts is gonna is gonna do that to some extent really especially if you're putting yourself out on a stage mm. you've got to be confident in who 
who you are really and just feel good in yourself yeah yeah do you have any plans to compete again I would very much like to compete I don't think I don't see myself doing it as a career at all but yeah. I would like to compete for the personal challenge mm-hmm. uh, possibly with WBFF although mm-hmm. I need to put more size on I sort exactly. of I'd rather be, yeah. yeah I'd rather just be more confident in how I lift I suppose and I, I'm really just enjoying lifting at the moment so I don't really yeah have any immediate plans for that I think that's the that's the best like the key thing it's just not just going to the gym because you want to step on stage going to the gym because you actually just enjoy it and you find it therapy or you, you, you just enjoy actual training rather than just doing it because okay I want to train because I want to get on stage though what's the point you're not you don't actually enjoy it if you're just doing it for that exactly and I also quite enjoy how you look like when you're not stage lean I yeah. think you can also you're have strong. a really good physique yeah where well, you're strong and you're really enjoying what you're doing mm-hmm. I do find that especially at uni because I train in a gym where a lot of people uh, are doing sport to some very high level and they're just oh what do you do and I'm like I'm just a gym person like <laughs> I'd love to be able to say that I did a really epic sport but I don't I just lived and I love it but you know that's how it is and I think that's how it should be for some people you don't always have to do some competition to prove how good you are no just enjoy it and be healthy and as long as you're healthy and happy I think that's the best thing exactly exactly so I know you've um, started your online coaching can you tell everyone like your plans of that and what sort of kind of clientele you want to aim towards yeah well I'm open to helping absolutely anybody I think I'm pretty good at helping people that want to put size on who don't put size on easily. I think that's my speciality because that is me. Um, (laughs) But I currently have 10 spaces open for online clients. Um, My email is phil-fleming at hotmail.co.uk. So if you do want to get involved with any of that, just shoot me an email and I'll send Mm. you the information across. Um, Mm. But like I said, I'm open to helping absolutely anyone. And I think also it's it's not just training; it's a lot mentally as well. Um, helping, so especially girls, it's it's a lot that goes on in the mind as well to to be healthy. I think it's not just like a training program. Honestly, do I completely agree with that? And I think it is important that someone understands that to some degree. I think some coaches are maybe not quite so sensitive towards that, with especially with girls, like you said. So you know. I would love yeah. to be. We are very fragile human beings. We are, we are very fragile human beings. <laughs> <laughs> I think, so, especially having a coach or someone like yourself that's been through that, you know what these people are going. Say someone's in the, like that situation, you know what they're going through. You know, kind of know what they're feeling, so you can help yeah. them in ways that you exactly. Like that. And I do think you can spot like little triggers and things that you perhaps wouldn't see if you hadn't been through that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I like to ask kind of everybody the same question at the end of the interview and that is can you tell me one good and one bad habit that you kind of do every day without fail? What is this fitness related or not? Anything, anything. Oh no. So a good habit that you, you do that sets, kind of sets up your day or something that you do that you, you're quite proud of that you do every day and something that maybe not so good. <laughs> That's a really difficult question. Hmm. Okay what am I proud of that I do every day? Um. I always like to do something good for someone. I know that's such a common thing to mm. say, but to do a good deed every day, mm. I really, really do try to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be anything. It could just be like helping my next door neighbor who's really old or I don't know, just something to help somebody. Mm. I always try and do that during the day. Mm. I'm a bad habit though. I have lots of bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> you have good ones? No, just bad ones. really hard. 
Um, oh, I don't like, know. Some people just drink a lot of coffee. Some people, yeah. I do drink a lot of coffee, but I don't consider that bad habit. No. <laughs> Coffee's amazing, let's face it. Yeah. Okay, bad habit. Um, oh, that's really difficult. I live my life listening to music, like, consistently and I think if I'm around people that is really annoying <laughs> like I, there isn't a moment in the day where I don't have music on mm. like it depends what my mood is what the music is yeah but I think especially when I'm at home my family get really annoyed at me <laughs> no, I've, I've listened to your your um, videos of you singing you're amazing oh <laughs> thank amazing. you you never want to do anything with that no it's just that it's just a hobby that's just a hobby but like I said, I always have music playing regardless of where I am. Yeah. And I think it's kind of annoying at times because no one can see me without some background music. <laughs> it's like you're a movie. I know. I know. I quite like that. <laughs> so where can people find you on social media and contact you for coaching? Okay, so I'll say my email again. It's phil-fleming at hotmail.co.uk. My Instagram name is Phil Fleming Fit, and that's like my main my main platform. I'm also Phil Fleming on Facebook. Um, so best bet is to contact me either email or direct message me on Instagram. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really nice to talk to you, Anna. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. I just want to say a massive thank you for all the positive feedback I received on my last podcast. I still can't quite believe it. As you know, I'll be posting all my podcasts on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, which is just Thrive by Hannah Felicity, and on my blog too, which is hannahfelicity.com. If you like this podcast, please give it a review on iTunes, follow me on YouTube, because um, any feedback is greatly appreciated. Also, if anyone has any ideas of content they would like to hear in the future, please drop me a message um, on my email at hannah.felicity at gmail.com or on my Instagram at hannah underscore felicity underscore Edwards. Thanks again for listening.